Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week, an absolute cracker. We promised you it. It's how to pay off that consumer debt. Okay. This is the one, ladies and gentlemen. This is the money month episode you've got to listen to. Yeah. Look, if you don't have any um, short-term debts, pass it to somebody who needs this lesson. Maybe say, for example, you've got a brother. You've got a sister <laughs> who needs some help. This is the one where those that, without the intention, have mm. got into bad debt habits yeah. and are looking and going, I don't know if I can get myself out of this. Yeah, I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't know where to start. You know, you're down on the canvas. The ref's looking at you going, eight. You're looking up at the lights, nine. And then you get this podcast episode. And you, you go, do the Tyson Fury. Eyes pop open. <laughs> you get up and you fight. Today is all about how to pay off consumer debt. Um, now, Mike, we've got a list of steps in terms of if you, it doesn't matter if it's $1,000 or $100,000, yeah. how to get out of this situation. Mm. Before we jump on the list, I want to talk about one beforehand. Mindset. Now, look, if you think... You can keep the same mindset around money and your life is going to change. You are 100% wrong. Whatever you have done to this point um, to get into the debt that you have, credit cards, afterpay, um, personal loans, car loans, whatever, your thinking about money needs to change. And the, the reality of the situation is you have made choices in the past um, you know, and you have to take full ownership of those choices. Now, it might have been an emergency. Mm. I didn't have another choice. Then it's about what kind of, you know, protection strategy can we put in to make those choices easier? Yeah. Maybe it's been around frivolous spending. That needs to change going forward. You will never use any of these debts again. And if you come with us on the journey, we will change your life. Yeah. And that is a really interesting point to make, right? It's like there is a thousand excuses for taking out short-term debt. And nobody, when they take out short-term debt, goes into it going, I'm never going to be able to pay this back. Yeah. It'll be fine. I'll pay it back. I know, I know they set the repayment period for three years. I'll do it in 12 months. That is 90% of people's mindset when they get into short-term debt. And if you're sitting there and you're going, but Mike, I had to get this for my family, for my kids or something, I completely understand. I'm not discounting that at all. However, I would say that that might be 5 to 10% of all consumer debt at an absolute stretch is around an absolute need. The rest of it is a want or a luxury item. Yeah. And if you say to me, well, I can take advantage of these things and manage them in a way where I'm not paying interest, do you think these products are set up as a charitable scheme yeah. where we give away money, you get what you want, and then you don't have to deal with it. Do you think the banks give away thousands and probably hundreds of thousands of dollars away in points a year and air points a year so I can go on my trip to Queenstown and go skiing? That's not what's happening. People are making mistakes with these products. People do not know how to use these products and people are profiting off you. And the reality of the situation if you want something, save for it. Can I tell the story about the AirPoints Westpac credit card? 
Well, I don't know what the story is. We can if this ends up on the table, we can okay. we can leave it there. Um, so when Westpac launched the AirPoints credit card, they forgot to put a cap on the <laughs> amount of uh, AirPoints you could earn per transaction. Yeah, and some guy realized this and was like, "Oh, sweet!" Went to like uh, paid for essentially his entire works like trip, like trip away. Took the whole yeah. company. I did the whole thing. And blew through Westpac's airpoint allocation in like two days. Uh, and they had to like back out of the whole thing and like quickly put a cap on it. Yeah. It cost them a ton of money. Yeah. Wow. How high is the cap? Oh, there is. I, I'm not sure. There, mm-hmm. There's some sort of okay. cap in place now. But yeah, he literally, I think he put like through like an $80,000 transaction yep. on a world card and blew through like a holiday airport. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, let's get to the action. It is all about, um, you know, we can think about things for uh, however long we want. The key to financial success is execution. Mm. So, Mike, where should we start? Well, counterintuitively, we're not going to start with just paying off the debt. What What is the first thing we should do is to save $1,000 as fast as possible. Why should we do that, Mike? We call that an emergency fund. Yeah, look, if coming back to, um, I didn't, James, Mike, I didn't go buy a car. I Mm. didn't go in... um, I didn't go on a holiday. I didn't go and buy crap that I didn't need. Um, I was in a situation where I had to, you know, repair my car. Yep. Or I needed a car phone. blew up. Got, yeah. to, got to repair it. Yep. I need a new phone. I needed something. Yeah. All valid uh, points. So the point of this is not to save. You know, put a band aid approach. We don't just want to slap a band aid, pay off some debt, um, reduce your interest costs. It's about how do we make this sustainable going forward. And it's, you know, instead of the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff mm. mentality. So the saving $1,000 will mean you have some sort of buffer in place that when something do- goes wrong, you don't go maybe what you've done in the past and go use the credit card, go find the afterpay, do anything like that. You've got this money set aside. It's the change in mindset. And that's the first step to changing the mindset. 100%. Next step is let's list down the debts. So I want you to grab a piece of paper as your action. And I want you pause it right now. If you need mm. to go grab your piece of paper and pen. Um, oh, Ravi's got type out. Sorry, Ravi. Didn't know we were so um, tech focused. Uh, write down, type down the debts, car loans, credit cards, afterpays, whatever they are, the amount owing, the interest rate, and any conditions around them. Yeah. A really good example of a condition is you get slapped with penalties if you pay it mm. off um, too early or you might have a interest-free period for a period of time. Yeah. So the first thing we want to see is what is the state of play? And that's, to be honest, where most people avoid this and put their head in the sand. They don't want to own up to the fact that they have these debts and actually they're costing them too much and they have made a mistake. And we see it constantly, right? People try and hide short-term debts from us when we're talking to them. I'm like, I'm going to find it. I'm going to work out what you got. But they're too embarrassed to take stock of it. So literally sit down, get get that debt inventory, list it all out, and th- see where am I? This is my starting point. I just imagine Mike's mortgage calls going, do you have any other debts? And they go, no. And he goes, you listen to me. I have a special set of skills. I will find your debts. And I will use them against you. And I will, because I'll see the transfers. I'll yeah. see the credit check. I see the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, man, it just, yeah, constantly. Yeah. Um, the next step. So there's two different ways, Mike, we can go around how we tackle the debts, right? Yeah. Um, which you would have thought there'd only been one way to roll. Mm. What's the first option? 
So the first option is the mathematically correct option, right? And this is what we always preach because actually at the end of the day, uh, it saves you the most interest over time. And that is paying off the highest interest rate first, right? You look at them and I might have $1,000 on 22% and I might have $10,000 on a car loan at 14%. You like literally... You look at that, look at the highest interest rate and go, that's the one I'm going to hit first. And you knock it down in that order of dominoes. Now, that is not always the easiest thing to do. If we reverse those scenarios, if I have $15,000 at 22% and $1,000 at 15%, I might want to tackle that $1,000 first. Mathematically, you should do it the other way around. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the one where we focus on the smallest debt first. You might go, Oh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I'll focus on the highest interest rate. This is all to do with the psychology of yeah. money. You starting to build a better relationship with money and feeling like you're building momentum, right? Yeah. So say you've got four or five different debts all up and you focus on the smallest one and you go from four or five in the space of a period of time to three or four. Mm. That is momentum. I'm starting to feel good about myself. I'm making progress. Yeah. And it's not all about well, I could have saved $30 if I focus on the highest interest debt first. It's about how am I going to feel good, feel uh, motivated, and make sure I stick to the plan. Yeah, and look, you know, like we we, we always say it uh, during our presentations when we're speaking to people, like people will cheer you at the start and cheer you at the end. The middle slog is where you really got to knuckle down and do it. And that goes with your own psychology, right? You've If, it's, if knocking over those small debts for you is going to get you on the treadmill and get you cheering yourself on, Start there. You yep. don't need to start it mathematically the best way because if you're going to give up and go like, this is too hard, I'm not making any progress, do what makes sense for you. Yeah, cool. Um, so the next step is get on a budget. Now, if you go, well, let's tell me how to get on a budget. Stop. Go and watch episode three of Money Month, the different ways to budget and how to execute it. Um, look, you can plan, you can think you can analyze different ways to pay down debt the bottom line is you need to do the hard work mm. you need to set up the budget you need to set up the structure you need to set up the automatic payments you need to if if you're in a big hole your life needs to change you cannot keep the same habits live the same kind of lifestyle have all the fun you have talk all the time about hey we're nice guys it's all about sustainability having fun the reality is if your situation mm. is not looking good at the moment, you've got to sacrifice and pull yourself back. Yeah. Because if you do not clear these debts and build momentum and feel progress and are prioritizing, you know, trips overseas and, you know, my partner bullied me into going on this trip. I want or, to buy a French bulldog. Yeah. Um, or whatever it might be. Um, you need to go, no, no, no. This is my focus. Uh, it's winter. I'm closing up shop. I'm focusing on getting my safe, myself into better financial shape. And that budgeting episode will break down everything you need, automation, amounts, structure, accounts to get where you want to get to. And if you're looking at that budget and you're going, all right, I've got it locked in, lads. What is the next step? In the gym analogy, we'd say it's time to start cutting cards when actually it's time to start cutting cards. Those credit cards are evil. And look, like we talk about this all the time, right? Like the credit cards, there's no reason to have them hang around. If you have a good financial plan and yep, it's scary cutting them up because for a lot of people, that credit card is their backstop. 
if you have a solid financial plan in place and you've got that emergency fund, there's literally no need to have one. They are predatory and they are going to cost you money. And cutting up cards isn't just cards. It is start closing those short-term debt accounts. You don't need an afterpay. You don't need that overdraft. You do not need the credit card. If you've got the emergency fund and you've got your budget in place, you do not need the short-term debt. Yeah, it's just not part of who you are anymore is the reality yeah. of the situation. You're not the person who you were when you took out these debts. Mm. You need to close them up and there is no reason to be using them in the future. Um, the other piece I would say in there is it's not just enough to pay down the debts and to cut up the cards. You now need to start be looking at these interest rates yeah. and going, is there a way... I can refinance my debt mm. onto a 0% interest rate yeah. or a much lower interest rate to save me some money. If you go, where the hell would I start? There's this wonderful wonderful thing called Google. You Google um, refinancing my debt, rebalance yeah. my debt. 0% credit card, that balance transfer, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. My warning on that, though, is sometimes those, especially the 0% ones, which are a bit of a marketing grab, um, they can be like a six or 12 month period. It's usually 12 months. Yeah, yeah. Just be careful of the interest rate you're going to roll off to and make sure the debt that you have, you are highly confident that you can pay that debt off before you roll into the higher interest rate or essentially you're back in the same situation. Now, the quick thing with that is if you put anything on that credit card, just remember you'll pay it off last. Mm. So you'll be paying off your 0% debt first. And you'll have some transactions sitting down the bottom at 22.5%. So it is very important with those credit cards that you do not make another transaction on them. You get them, you cut them up, and then you use yep. the 0% interest rate. And that is probably a pretty good point of actually when we've cut everything up, when we've paid everything off, you know, we're shutting up shop. Closing time. You can't come back here. Seat's no. taken. Can't sit here. We close all of the accounts and we do not take out more debt. Yep. And then we've got old mate Dave Ramsey's, who's quite big in the States. He's got something called Get Gazelle Intense, which is you're serious about this and you run like your life depends on it. You need to, once again, we've got an episode. What episode was it? Um, episode number two on goal setting. You need a why. Why is this important to you? Why are your behaviors going to change? Why are you going to be a different person than you were yesterday? To be your motiva motivation to take action, be intense about this. It's not about losing motivation. It's about here are my values. Here are my goals. Here are the person I want to be in the future. And you just, you're not motivated. You're consistent and you're disciplined with these steps. Yeah. And if you are in a relationship or a couple, you have shared finances, it is very difficult to maintain this mindset unless your partner is on the same page. So you've got to be having this discussion with your partner about this. You've got to make sure that you're on the same page. You share the same goals. You're both realistic about what it's going to take and you hold each other accountable. And if you are maybe gone, there's probably some debts in here that I haven't told my partner about. The sooner rather than later. Yeah, the, the, the best way to do with this is like full transparency and honesty. Yeah. And just go, look, this is what's happened. Yeah. Um, I really regret doing this. Unfortunately, I've got the debt. There's nothing I can do now, but I'm telling you because I really want to make a change and take positive steps forward. And I promise you the anticipation of having that conversation will be worse than the conversation and will be worse than the outcome. We see it with our customers all the time that literally 
the stress of trying to hide these debts when you've got a $10,000 credit card and you're trying to make the interest-free payments every month without your partner finding out is honestly baseline stress through the roof. And the reality is if you don't get your partner on the same page and you're honest about where you are, you're not going to be able to do it. That debt's going to be in the background. Um, You're going to apply for some lending at some point and you're going to get declined and you're going to have to tell your partner. So it's much better to have this conversation at this point. But the really good thing, right, is if we are consistent with these steps, you will pay off the debt. Yeah. You will feel so much better about your relationship with money. And then we can move on to the much more fun parts. Mm. So once that debt's repaid, once we've built momentum, and essentially we're back to zero in terms of the financial position, then we start building that emergency fund. So before you play around with shares, looking to buy a property, any of those things, we need to build more financial stability for your situation that when life goes wrong, which we all know it's going to go wrong at some point, mm. that you do have three to six months of expenses as an emergency fund is what we recommend. So once debt is gone, we are starting to regularly contribute to where that $1,000 is that we set up right at the start to make sure that we are we are financially bulletproof. Yeah. And look, we've summed this up for you in a 20, 25-minute podcast, right? This is not a 20 to 25-minute journey. This is, you know, weeks, months, years of trying to get this under control. But I promise you it is worth it. And when you have cleared all this debt and you're on the other side of the ledger and everything's starting to go from red back into the black, it is an amazing feeling. I got chills. Like I'm I'm a little yeah. bit I'm a little bit emotional about this topic. Mm. Finan- you know, fundamentally, a lot of financial advice is focused on um, creating wealth and people with higher incomes yeah. and, and those sort of things. But I, I'm really passionate. And for those that are listening that are going, I can't do that. I promise you, you can do it. And if you listen to the rest of the money month episodes, there will be episodes in here that will help you, you know, build the momentum yeah. to make this even better. So please come on the journey. We believe in you. If you want to make a change to your situation, yep. You just need to make it a priority. 100%. Alrighty. Thank you for joining that. Make sure to send this to somebody who yeah. needs to hear this message. Uh, please give us a review. Really want to hit 100 reviews on Spotify and we'll catch you next time. Cheers. 